I'm Addie Lowen. Recently, I had the opportunity to have a sit-down chat with Bailey Pletz, a young woman from Grunthal who has got quite the story to tell. A survival story, a recovery story, a story of patience and perseverance. Here with uh, Bailey Platt, Summer Vance Home. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. It's good to be back in the studio again. <laughs> I love your smile. I love your red hair. Red <laughs> but uh, take us back now, because you've had an adventurous past two and a half years. Uh, take us back to 2019. What were you up to back then? Uh, what were your aspirations? Like, uh, were you going to school? What was Bailey's life like? So uh, funny that you uh, introduced me as the, the Celebrate Summer host because that's the, I had just finished doing Celebrate Summer exactly um, in 2019. I had just graduated college, and then I had done uh, this fantastic summer program called Celebrate uh, Summer with the radio station, which was so much fun, and I really enjoyed it. I went all over the place all over southeast Manitoba. Um, I got to meet so many cool people. And then after that, uh, I was on the job hunt <laughs> because, you know, uh, summer doesn't last forever. And, you know, you got to make some money. So um, eventually, it sounds funny, and I laugh every time I say it, I actually became um, a pharmacy assistant. Um, I don't know how. I guess my my charm and good looks maybe convinced them to hire me. I don't know. <laughs> But that's where I ended up. I ended up um, at Sobeys as a pharmacy assistant. And then uh, then things started to get a bit crazy after that. <laughs> um, so around, uh, it was like I had started my job and then maybe like a month or two later. Then suddenly I was kept awake all night with the worst stomachache you could ever think of. Um, and... I didn't know what to do. Like, I kept throwing up, and nothing was working. There was, um, I took Tylenol. I took, um, I took everything you could think of to help with a stomachache, and it just was not going away. So I'm like, I call in sick, um, and this isn't a good impression to leave <laughs> when you first start a job, but I'm like, I have to go see a doctor. Like, there's something wrong with me. <laughs> and um, then that's kind of where it all started this crazy roller coaster of trying to figure out what was wrong with me <laughs> which took uh, a really long time unfortunately for us to figure out what was going on so we did lots of tests lots of blood work I went and saw many many doctors and it was only until uh, I think the summer of 2020 when I actually found out that I had Lyme disease and unfortunately uh, we had no idea where it came from because we live in southeast Manitoba <laughs> and there's literally ticks everywhere so you never know uh, if the tick you have is the one that's going to make you sick and um, for all I know I had it 11 years ago for all I know it was from uh, a couple months before but it, it was undiscovered until I had gotten all of these different symptoms like I was I was so weak, I could barely get off the couch. Um, my stomach, I couldn't eat anything without being in pain. <laughs> it was really tough. And then, you know, you mentally, it's exhausting when uh, doctors don't know how to help you. And you're like, but there's something wrong with me. <laughs> um, thankfully, I had a really great family doctor who always kept fighting for me um, when I couldn't for myself. And my parents did that for me, too. They were, uh, they've been really a rock for me during this whole crazy thing. <laughs> so at one point, I wasn't able to work anymore. Um, and thankfully, I had an amazing boss <laughs> who was very understanding. Um, and because I was off work at least once a week, and I probably should have been off work more, um, 
but yeah, he was super understanding and eventually I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Um, there, we were at a point where my dad had to carry me to bed cause I was so weak. Um, and by October, I think it was 20, what year are we in now? 2021. <laughs> um, we had seen many doctors and they didn't know what to do. So eventually, um, we decided to take a leap of faith and go to the Mayo Clinic in um, Rochester in the in the States. Um, and thanks to many generous people, we were able to raise exactly the amount of money that we needed <laughs> to get there. <laughs> um, and uh, we knew we were in the right place when, in my first appointment, uh, she was able to tell me exactly what was going on with me without me even saying anything. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it felt like a real miracle, um, not only to get the money that we needed to get there, but also to know that this doctor knew how to help me. So, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> and it was terrifying and exciting all at once. <laughs> um, so essentially what happened because of the untreated Lyme disease that had been stirring in my body for so long, um, ended up being diagnosed with like five other conditions <laughs> because of the untreated Lyme disease. It kind of created havoc in my body. Um, so something called POTS, which is um, a heart condition that essentially um, you don't have enough blood volume going through your body. So it only goes to your heart and brain, which is to keep you alive, but it doesn't help you in any other way. <laughs> so that's why I was so weak and that I couldn't digest food properly because my I, my body was just trying to keep me alive at that point. It wasn't you know, working everything else. <laughs> so, um, so that was one of them. Um, chronic fatigue was also one of them. Um, fibromyalgia as well. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a big list. <laughs> and then, um, it was all kind of linked to something called central sensitivity disorder, which essentially meant that my brain was always in fight or flight mode. Um, so, Part of my recovery was training my to training my brain to tell it that I wasn't in danger, <laughs> that there wasn't a tiger in front of me, <laughs> and that I could relax because um, essentially from being sick for so long, my body was always like we're in danger, we have to keep you alive. Like, yeah. but that really wasn't happening. But my brain was had been trained that way to think that way. So. Um, that was probably the hardest part was retraining my brain to be like, you are not in danger. <laughs> this is a safe place. Um, like even um, there are some things that I still struggle with today, but it's a whole lot better. Um, like I came here today and I'm like, oh, I know this place is going to be exciting. and But still my brain's like, we have to panic because this is something new and different. But then I have to tell myself, no, these are my friends. <laughs> I like being here. This is my choice. I'm not in danger. So that's kind of part of the... Um, Part of my recovery is telling myself, I got this, <laughs> and I don't have to worry about it because I, I am so much better than I was, and I, I'm really not in survival mode anymore. So. That's amazing. So um, at what point did you realize you're on the way to healing, that, that there was going to be recovery, that there was hope? Was it in the Mayo Clinic, or did they send you back with medication and all the stuff to do, and it was still up to you? Um, 100% it was up to me, um, but... Uh, She's my doctor who I first saw at the Mayo Clinic who was like, right away, I know what's going on with you. Um, at the end of our appointment, um, I guess uh, you can see my personality very clearly <laughs> because she says, you know, um, a lot of people, they probably wouldn't get better, but I, I already know that you're going to do this. So uh, you don't have anything to worry about. You're going to get better. And I was like, wow, okay, well, I guess I'm going to put in the work then. <laughs> so really... Um, there was about four things that they gave me to help me recover. Um, one was medication, which was to help manage my pain and also 
um, the anxiety that came along with it. <laughs> um, another part was um, getting my strength back with gradual exercise. So I started with just walking for five minutes, which was the worst five minutes ever <laughs> when you've been uh, on a couch for so long. Um, but I did it. And then uh, after three weeks, you do 10 minutes and then 15 and then you slowly build up to 45 minutes. Um, and then eventually I built up to an hour so that I could do a 5k just two months ago. <laughs> yeah. So that was, um, one of the things that they encouraged me to do was to create a goal for myself. So, um, uh, in November of 2022, I saw an ad come up for a 5k and I'm like, well, I've never done that before and I definitely can't do it now. <laughs> so I'm like, I asked my mom, I was like, do you think I could do this in like August? Cause that's when it was. And she's like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> So, yeah, so, like, kind of totally another leap of faith. We're like, okay, we'll register for this. And then the worst is we lose our money if I can't do it. And then I I totally did it. <laughs> I did it. In, I We walked it. I know it's called a 5K run, but we walked it. And we did it in an hour, um, which is pretty amazing considering it took me, like, half an hour to go around my block at one point. So <laughs> it's it really is like it feels like every day is a gift <laughs> now that I've been sick and then I have some of my life back. It's just it. I'm so thankful for every day that I have. It's given me such a different perspective on life now. What were your supports like? I know obviously family, but were you able to tell friends or anything like that? Was this something that you had to deal with on your own or were people understanding? Oh, no, I I had the best support group ever. <laughs> um, definitely my family was the core of it. Um, I had to live with my parents because I couldn't keep care, couldn't take care of myself anymore. Um, so they've They've especially been my rock through this whole thing, being like, we're going to figure this out. And when I was too tired to fight for myself, then Mama Bear and Papa Bear would come in and uh, help me get to appointments and fight for me when I couldn't. And um, yeah, my my friends, I think the people I told to talk to were kind of more in shock than anything. It's like, how, how did this happen to you? <laughs> like, And you don't realize that um, something like this can happen to you, like... I'm like, oh, I get bit by ticks all the time. I'm sure I, I can't. I can't get Lyme disease, right? But uh, here I am <laughs> sitting before you. Um, but yeah, I um, my friends are super supportive. Um, I had a friend from Saskatchewan who I met through Bible school came and surprised me and just sat with me at my house um, because I couldn't do anything else. But she knew that I I needed the support at the moment, so she came all this way and spent like a a very long weekend with me, like. Um, I'm very grateful with the people I'm surrounded with and they help me get to the Mayo Clinic with their money and their prayers and it's just, <laughs> it's so phenomenal. I'm, I'm very blessed with the people around me. So um, <clears throat> going back to Lyme disease, are all symptoms different or would somebody else's Lyme disease have the same symptoms as you? I would say that they're all different. Um, I would say that like typically when you get an extreme case of Lyme disease, you get stuff like facial paralysis and like your, um, it progresses a lot faster than I guess mine did. Um, mine was a very slow progression. Um, mine just started with fatigue, um, for years and years and then it developed into something a lot bigger because it was, it was undiagnosed. Um, but I would say that it, it is really different for everyone depending on because it's a bacteria, right? And it can affect it can affect different parts of your body in different ways. So it really depends what it decides to attack first. <laughs> so then, what do you tell somebody 
who is at that point and they don't know what to do and they just hear the word Lyme disease. It's tough. It's definitely, it's definitely tough. And um, unfortunately, you might be dealing with stuff for the rest of your life, but there is a way to make it better. Um, that's what I learned at the Mayo Clinic is that um, they don't promise that they can cure you, but they promise that they can make you better. Um, and that's all I really wanted because I really I couldn't live my life like the way I was. Um, I just needed to keep fighting in order to get to where I was. So if if you want to get better, then you just keep fighting and you're going to get there. What are you looking forward to? Oh, <laughs> what am I looking forward to? Um, so obviously my goals have changed a little bit since <laughs> being sick. But like um, I've... I've never thought I would look forward to being independent and making money again. <laughs> and I've actually, um, I've been able to have an opportunity to open my own music studio because of this, which I don't think I ever would have even attempted to do if I hadn't gone through this, which is kind of a, a good thing, bad thing sort of thing going on. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm really excited to um, teach the kids that I have um, through music, and I'm really excited to... Uh, see how I can help them in their musical journeys. Um, and then maybe in the future, as I get stronger, then I can start exploring my own musical opportunities again. I've always had a passion for performing, um, and I hope through uh, continuous work on my part <laughs> that uh, eventually I can get there again. So. so right now your course is to continue taking medication, to continue doing... Uh, mental exercises and stuff, or how about keeping Bailey healthy? What are you doing with that? Um, yeah, like you said, um, it's continuing to work with um, conditioning my brain. Um, it's a lot better than what it used to be, but like I said, it still happens from time to time, so it's a work in progress. Um, I'm definitely going to keep up with um, my exercise because uh, I don't want to be back to where I was. <laughs> so, um, doing walks and I've done some very light um, weightlifting uh, stuff like that to keep healthy I'm trying to keep that um, trying to be uh, more social <laughs> as being home alone it, it takes a toll on you so I'm trying to really uh, squeeze every minute of life out while I still have it and yeah I'll just keep trying new things even though it's scary and hopefully continue to move forward with my life any thank yous you want to send out? Oh, geez. <laughs> How long do we have? <laughs> um, especially, uh, first off, I want to thank my mom and dad, Heidi and Colin Plett. Um, they have been uh, the, the most um, steady thing through this whole thing. They've been um, helping me financially, physically, mentally, emotionally. <laughs> just, been, just been my rock through this whole thing. Um, I want to thank um, the rest of my family, my uh, sister Faith, um, my brother and his wife, Brandon and Megan, and uh, my other sister, Emma, for just always always being there for me and being a shoulder to cry on when I needed it and um, keeping me entertained as well. <laughs> because like I said, it gets pretty old to be at home by yourself all the time. I think the COVID people understand that. But <laughs> um <clears throat> And then, um, uh, again, thank you to everyone who uh, sent us money for us to go to the Mayo Clinic. That was really the turning point for me, um, for us going to the Mayo Clinic. So thank you so much to everyone who had um, donated money for us. Like, I, that's, I'm just so grateful for that. I couldn't have um, asked for um, a better community to be around. Um, and, yeah, and I'm, I'm thankful to 
the media who has been telling my story lately. Um, and that I, I just hope that my story can help other people who are like me. That was a recent conversation I had with Bailey Plett, a young woman from Grunthal. I'm Addie Lowen.